Hello everyone, this is Kyle from Pushing Buttons Podcast. Welcome back to the third rendition of our weekly series where we discuss video games. Are we going to get an introduction? Introduce yourselves. I'm Kevin. I'm Robert. And that went swimmingly. (laughs) Well, uh, this week uh, we have quite a bit in store for you. Uh, We're going to jump into our usual weekend discussion, what we did over the weekend. But after that, uh, we're going to explore something a little bit more personal to each of us that will give us all some more insight into each other as well as – From the deep, dark recesses Mm. of our minds. Yeah, prepare to have your minds blown. Uh, (laughs) uh, And it's going to be our guilty pleasures in gaming. Excited about this one. I've been looking forward to this one, too, and it was a topic that we came up with somewhat last minute at the end of last week, and this is pretty much the first time we've all talked about anything since then, so it was relatively last minute, and we all like the idea enough, and we're going with it. So hopefully we have enough plan to have a good discussion about it. Oh, yes, we do. Uh, I know for myself personally, uh, you'll be... Really excited at what I have to share. I'm always excited I, with what you have to share. <laughs> yeah, I concur with Kevin. Uh, but anyhow, um, what I'm you sure your guys' lists are just as uh, captivating <clears throat> as well. I don't know if anything <clears throat> I do is particularly captivating. <clears throat> I myself am really looking forward to Robert's list. No, you shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, um, let's go ahead and just kind of catch up from when we last left you all last week. Uh, what have you guys been doing this weekend? I beat God of War. Congratulations. Thank awesome. You. I know. And this is something that we all had already talked about a little bit this morning when coming into work, mm-hmm. which sucks. I was thinking about this when talking about it to you guys, that the whole reason we started a podcast was so we didn't have to talk so much at work on the clock about video games. But now whenever we have something to talk about, about video games, it's always, no, save it for the podcast. Otherwise, we run out of material to talk about. And that's the whole point of this. So it's kind of a catch-22, but I beat God of War, and I feel great about it. Did you 100% it? Of course not. Oh, okay. How far (laughs) did you get to collecting everything? Uh, There is a percentage, but I did not look at that. Hmm. Oh, okay. I completed Alfheim. Nice. I killed one Valkyrie. Okay. And... Completed one section of Midgard. I got to the part in Muspelheim where you have to avoid getting hit. I knew this was going to come up. I know. I know. (laughs) I only tried it like three times. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go beat the game. Yeah. So I beat the story. Very glad I did. Because like with Assassin's Creed and with Horizon Zero Dawn, I know I can always go back to that. That's the, the thing that I end up doing with open world games. I say, oh, I'm just going to beat the story and then maybe I'll come back to it later and 100% it. And I never do. I never do. <laughs> I think here. I might with this. But I don't know. I didn't do anything else really gaming wise. Aside from of course editing the show from last week. Yeah, a little bit of that. But, but uh, no, that's great. I'm glad you finished the game. I hope we can eventually discuss it further. While I'm, Robert wears earmuffs. I'm going to be so excited in like six months when I finally play this game and beat <laughs> and it. Then and then six all later when you beat about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a great retrospective. <laughs> yeah, that might be a good time to, <clears throat> to look back. and As it stands now, whenever you say Midgard, Valkyrie, stuff like that, I automatically think of the Thor movies. Which And it makes me think of Stargate. It always <laughs> does. Circle, that, man. That's Circle. the obligatory one per episode. <laughs> 
How about you, Robert? What did you do this weekend? Uh, boring. I played some more Assassin's Creed, the uh, Curse of the Pharaohs DLC. DLC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a fair way into it, and I love it, actually. I kind of wish there was more <clears throat> almost of the like the mystical stuff in the main game now, having played this, because you actually go... And it's not a spoiler, because I said this in like, you know, the previews and stuff like that, but you go into each of the pharaohs like afterlifes and they each have a different afterlife oh that is cool and it's a that's whole cool. whole like mini map like, that you go and there's even like more side quests in there do you like mind meld with their mummy a mummy mind meld <laughs> no okay no at least not the first pharaoh there it could okay. be different but okay. and so i love it because you get the main map which is pretty sizable already and now you got these four kind of mini worlds and the first, I only did the first one, which was Nefertiti. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was really awesome. It was really cool. So I'm excited to play that some more. I'm still giggling about Nefertiti. <laughs> Nefertiti. But uh, <laughs> that's all I played. I did download, uh, I think as I talked about last week, Metal Gear Solid uh, Fan of Pain. Because it was the Ooh. free game for Xbox this month. Cool. So downloaded that. Didn't get to play that. But hopefully this next weekend I'll boot that up. And that's about it. I did play about five minutes of Crackdown. The original? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was looking at a, my, uh, to be installed in my Xbox One tab, I had Crackdown in there for some reason. So I was like, oh, okay. So I installed it and booted it up and did, a, I think, the keys to the city mode. So where you can have all the cheats enabled at once and stuff, and you're not doing the story. Huh. Because I just wanted to jump into it real quick yeah. and play it for like five minutes and see yeah. how it felt. And it felt pretty cool. It's definitely dated, but I do want to go back eventually and play a little more of it just to see how it aged. So when you say it, it's kind of dated, do you, don't, do you mean graphically or mechanically? Graphically? Controllerably? Both. Definitely graphically. Um, it also felt sluggish almost hmm. even with like you know all the agility and stuff hmm. it's just i haven't played like it. the game ran sluggishly or the no car- like oh, the okay, controls okay, okay. yeah like you. how you how it felt moving and stuff like that it just felt not as i guess fast as more modern games have become yeah it seems like everything's been become faster assassin's so. creed again yeah. and you can run and climb anywhere so yeah. I, I get that still fun to jump an entire building <laughs> that never gets old that game was really fun i was i know we've talked about it a little bit but i was so disappointed with the second crackdown mm-hmm. i don't know if we talked about it on here or not but i i don't think we did no i don't think that, so that i never game played was the second disappointment. one so. just do yourself a favor and don't <laughs> don't they had you got it there were like thanks there were like hordes of zombie like enemies for no apparent reason mm-hmm. and it didn't make any sense in the Maybe it did in the story of that game, but within the context of the overall universe that the first mm-hmm. Crackdown created, yeah. it it did not need, need to be there. That's but disappointing. I think that's a general consensus, not just my opinion. I think you're right. But my opinion does matter more. Naturally. What about you, Kyle? Uh, this weekend? Yeah. Well, uh, this kind of segues into my guilty pleasures, but I think I'll let you go for do it. that transition. No, go for it. Okay, well, uh, I finally hit a huge milestone in my Hearthstone career, and I hit Legendary. You hit Legendary? For the first time. Nice. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, 
wow, what a feeling that was. Uh, I've been chasing that status. Uh, my goodness. I think since the uh, year the Mammoth started in 2016, that was when I first really tried to get forward in the rank system. And uh, a lot of people who play Hearthstone will probably not really agree with me on this, but uh, I feel like the rank system is balanced right now with the different decks. And it was a huge struggle. I used a, a version of Paladin to get there because the games were quicker. And uh, compared to a lot of the other decks out there, I was completing games a lot faster. And I found that the grind to Legend just takes more time rather than skill. So I don't think I'll be as earnest about reaching that level again in the months to come. What does the ranking system mean in that game? Is it just like a, a ladder that people look at and say, oh, that guy's number one? Or is there uh, like actual in-game reward for it? I don't based know anything on about it. Don't. how far Thank you, you uh, hit each ranked floor, there's different floors where if you get past it, if you lose, you don't go past that floor. Okay. So if you were, say, uh, there's 25 ranks in all, and then you hit Legend. And at every five floors, it'll be a ranked floor. So if you were to hit level 20 or rank 20, uh, you can't go back past 20, back to 21. Gotcha. And it does that at uh, 20, 15, 10, 5, and then Legend. So it's like, is that who wants to be a millionaire that does that? Kind when of. you hit a certain milestone or a certain dollar <laughs> amount, you can't go back below that, that dollar that's, amount. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, good man. memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've tried so Weird. hard to hit Legendary in the past, and I would always get to rank 5 pretty easily. But from there, the win streaks are deactivated. So if you win two games in a row, you don't get extra uh, stars to rank up. Okay. So you have to win 25 games from rank 5 to legend. That just seems like a chore. It's a time sink. It's a huge time sink. That's a Blizzard game, though. It, yeah, which, you know, is my guilty pleasure. But why don't uh, you start off the list? Uh, you're, start off the conversation. Well, that's what I thought we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, I finally hit that huge milestone. Uh, to me, personally, that was just one of my all-time must-hit goals in gaming. To justify spending as much money as I have on her stuff. <laughs> Should I even ask? Would you tell if I did? Uh, probably at least 1500 Holy. Yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Over the course of how long? Three yeah. years. Three, five, like three, 500 bucks actually, a year. Four, maybe four years. Wow. Yeah. Because each expansion comes out. They changed it recently where... Uh, they don't offer these things called adventures anymore. Those are expansions that... Uh, to like the single-player campaign. Yeah, basically, uh, they were $25 at launch, and you get all the cards in the set. Okay. But they've recently changed it where you have to buy packs each time an expansion releases now. And huh. depending on how many packs you buy, I usually, on average, spend maybe 150 to 200 Oh, my goodness. <laughs> This is uh, why we're talking about guilty. Yeah, I'm not game. I'm not judging you. I do. I just I'm I'm very surprised. Well, uh, I don't know how I got into it because my brother showed it to me once. I'm like, nah, this game sucks. I'm never gonna play it. <laughs> and then of course I'm left to my own devices, and I'm like, wow, this game's really fun. 
And this was back before even the first expansion came out. Uh, Curse of Naxxram is way back in 2014. So yeah, I would say since then, it's been about four years almost. Mm. And I've spent probably a good amount of money on it. But, uh, you know, I try to only restrict myself to the cards that I need. Because you can craft the cards as well. Okay. With the dust that you get from all the packs you buy, you can craft the rest that you're not looking for. So how do booster packs and card packs and stuff in that game compared to... I don't want to have a whole discussion. No, no, no. To, this like, is, loot yeah. crates. How do they... Well, uh, you can buy as many packs as you want, obviously. Yeah. And, of course, you use gold that you get from the quests in the game to mm. buy packs. Mm. It's 100 gold per pack. And, uh, essentially, you know, you can only buy so many packs between expansions. Like, at the most, I would say, on average... If you did every quest every day, you get about 6,000 gold. So that's 60 packs. It's not very much. But uh, you get five cards per pack. And they're all randomized? It's random, yeah. The worst pack you can get is four commons and a rare. And then you can get legendaries and all that. But they've changed a lot since the old days, like how you get legendaries now. Gotcha. Like if you get a legendary now, you can't get it again until you get every other legendary. Okay. Whereas that's cool. before it was random, right? So it encouraged so you, you to could spend more. End up getting duplicates. Yes, and it sucked because yeah. <laughs> it would happen so infrequently. Yeah. But now there's a lot of quality of life changes to the game that make it a lot more accessible. I would still not recommend it for new players because it is <laughs> insanely expensive. But uh, being as how I've been playing since the beginning. I'm really invested into it. I remember one time I was looking for a free game, a free to play game. Yeah. And you suggested Hearthstone to me. I did. And you said, yeah, you could jump in with just spending maybe 50 bucks and get by. And I'm like, that $50, that's not free. I'm looking for a free game. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, I understand why $50 seems like such a little amount if you've spent, you know, roughly $1,500. Well, I mean, even with subscription-based games, you're paying 15 bucks a month. Yeah. If you've been playing the game since it came out, like, for Warcraft for me, I mean, that's probably 200 bucks a year right there. Yeah. For however many years you play, that adds up, too. Yeah. I don't buy microtransactions in games, though. That's where I put my foot down. Uh, like, a good example of this would be EA's loot boxes mm-hmm. for Battlefront 2 and yeah. whatnot. But you don't even have Battlefront 2 anyway, do you? No, I don't. Okay. No. <laughs> It's probably uh, a big reason why. So I bought the. I, I haven't bought the game, but I bought several loot crates for it. <laughs> loot boxes. When I do get it, oh man! But uh, anyway, so just skins. to wrap that up, uh, I don't know. For me, Hearthstone is a huge part of my life. I watch streams of it every now and then. It's why my backlog is as huge as it is because <laughs> I'm playing Hearthstone too much. Mm. Uh, but I finally got to knock down that particular milestone. Gotcha. felt really good to do so. That's cool. And I don't think I'm going to take it further than that. I mean, I'll still enjoy the game casually, but now that I've reached Legend, I don't see myself doing that grind again. Feel like you've reached the pinnacle? I think so, yeah. But uh, that's where I'm going to start my guilty pleasures. Is yeah. say, that's not the definition of a guilty pleasure game. I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> On the subject of, of Blizzard games, uh, Diablo 3 for me is a guilty pleasure. And I know I mentioned the Diablo series, specifically Diablo 2 in the first episode of this, but 
Diablo 3 is such a simple game. Like, you can walk through the game, hold one button down, and just kill everything. And the reason it's a guilty pleasure for me is because I know I could be doing something productive in life or (laughs) even playing another video game that actually feels like I'm playing a video game. Mm. But sometimes I just want to veg out and watch those numbers get higher and higher and just skate through just to play a game that is so simple. And I'm talking about it on my PS4 because I can just sit back on my couch and just not think about what I'm doing. If I've had a really rough day at work or if something in life's not going great, it's kind of a like I, I don't think you guys realize how much of that game I've played. And it's not like to the extent where I'm still spending money on it because I don't know if you, I don't think you actually still can anymore. Oh, okay. But so I had haven't even bought the the Necromancer DLC for it. But whenever I'm in a lull between games, I just play Diablo three because mm. it's it's there and it's so easy. And I feel guilty about it, how easy it is to play and how addictive it is just to watch numbers fly above enemies' heads as they crumble to pieces. Mm. My guilty pleasure game that's kind of like those, uh, it's a mobile game too. It's like yours. It's Galaxy of he- Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Oh, okay. And uh, I guess it's kind of a mix because it's like Hearthstone, it's mobile, and I have put... I only put maybe 20 bucks into it, and I've been playing it for like two years. I think it was my first couple months playing it that I put money into it. Now, I don't care anymore, but it's kind of like what you said with Diablo. It's my, when I come home from work, it's kind of like my relaxing game. Yeah. Just yeah. lay on my bed, play some Galaxy of Heroes for like a half hour or whatever, get all my daily rewards and whatnot. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is doing a weird little thing. <laughs> but uh, It's called puberty. Yeah, I know. Says the guy with it's... the highest pitch of voice. <laughs> <laughs> but with the biggest beard. That's what you guys don't see. That's true. Um, but yeah, and I've played every day, I think for the past two years. Really? Yeah, I think there's been maybe a day or two I've missed when I was like out of town or something. But even like this weekend I was out of town, but I managed to play it because I took my iPad with me, which is what I play it on. And I managed to play it both days. I didn't get all my daily achievements, but... Yeah. It's just a game that's, like, always there. Yeah. And I just feel guilty, I guess, because it's... It's a mobile game, and there's a stigma with mobile yeah. games. <laughs> and I could be doing something else, and I could be reading or, you know, I'm one of those people that still that does backlog. that. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a garden but instead I... homeless people. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't but, know where uh, that came from. But, uh, no, I still play that, and it's still entertaining me. It's a, it is a, it's addictive. It's the best <clears throat> mobile game that I've played. Mm-hmm. It is the most well thought out and put together. Even though it technically has that EA name behind it because mm-hmm. they have the Star Wars license for now, it's not a typical EA game. Yes, there is an incentive to spend money, but that's mm-hmm. typical in the the mobile marketplace right now. What I like about it is I don't feel the need to spend money on it anymore. Right, I and feel like I've advanced enough to where you know i don't i get enough you know training droids all that kind of stuff from my daily stuff right i don't need to spend you know 10 bucks to get all crystals and upgrade this and stuff it's very casual the thing that that game did so well was that or does so well is that it has so many different ways to play it from the the regular light side dark side battles to the Mm -hmm. cantina battles it's ship battles and 
Yeah. Now they have uh, territory wars with oh, your guild. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's oh really... yeah, the guild raids were fun in that game too, mm-hmm. or the guild the raids, missions. Yeah. Yeah, they added another raid. Um, then there's the the one game type I forget what it is, but where you take five people and it's like mm-hmm. a permadeath thing when. Uh, the, came... Yeah. Galaxy at War. That's the name of the game. Yes. No, Galaxy of Heroes is the name. That's the name. <laughs> Galaxy... it's close to the name of the game. Galaxy. Um, Galactic. Galactic. War. I okay. think it's Galactic War. Okay. I should know. I played it every day for like two years. <laughs> like I, I said, when I play it, I'm almost months. on autopilot, so that's why right. I, you know, it's guilty pleasure for it's me. It's like the, the picture cross game that you and I both play. Oh, yeah. It's autopilot. Yeah. Puzzle games, too. I think that was a mouse. Hi, mouse. I think we're good. It's not going to kill us. I don't think so. <laughs> Our podcast caters to all types of creatures. <laughs> <laughs> They'll soon be back and in greater numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we uh, moving on to me now? Okay. We don't all spend an hour talking about one game. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I could discuss, you know, World of Warcraft as well, but I'm going to, you know, talk about Blizzard games anymore. You could talk about what that game does for you. Uh, I mean, well, that's kind of the point of it. I kind of mentioned this in my top five, but... I feel like what World of Warcraft does so well, for me personally anyway, uh, it just lets me immerse myself into a world that I know is like a living, breathing world in a virtual sense. Gotcha. And uh, I understand that. Just the idea that this world can change at any moment. And, I mean, obviously not any moment, but with new patches or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it always it's always exciting to go back to. And especially for MMOs these days, uh, I know more so than ever before, they're changing all the time now. Uh, but personally for me, I just really enjoy questing in MMOs. Uh, one of my favorite parts of any new expansion coming out is exploring the new zones. Mm. You know, uh, taking all these new quests on and completing them and leveling up. Is it more about the the new zones for like the the areas to look at or is it more the lore that is built in with it or what it, what excites you about it i think for me personally it's more so just exploring like just just go, the idea just the of idea of exploring those. okay uh you know because our society isn't really built to have fun exploring anymore at least from what i gather uh a lot of places have already been explored so there's no real frontiers yeah like unless you count outer space or something or the ocean or the ocean yeah. for that matter that's a good one uh but you know much of the landscape has pretty much been charted and that's what i loved so much about uh this god of war iteration is that it was in a completely new setting and it was a completely reimagined version of of like norse mythology and everything surrounding it and it felt like I was exploring something new yeah I for mean the first time I agree with you on that I think what God of War did so well is it kind of brought that feeling of exploration that you want to like you feel uh, compelled to explore mm-hmm. yes same way that and Horizon Zero Dawn did for me yeah mm-hmm. yeah I mean open world games are evolving so fast now like before we know Red Dead Redemption 2 will be here mm-hmm and I know I'm going to explore the hell out of that game. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but uh, You and me both, brother. 
I guess with WoW, it's also the history behind it. Like, my personal experiences are entwined with it. Gotcha. Uh, is it really a guilty pleasure? Or is it just a pleasure? Well, I mean, I know there's a lot of stigma around it right now with all the changes that Blizzard's implemented over the years. Oh. Uh, I know the new expansion looks promising. I know there's some changes that people may disagree with, but there's a lot of good fundamental changes that they're bringing to combat. Uh, I know they're kind of bringing in something from Final Fantasy fourteen, where the global cooldown is similar. So it's going to change up the way mechanics are. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Because for a long time, Hunter, which I have only played, that's my class, uh, it's really gotten repetitive and not as enthusiastic to play. Uh, for me... Oh, go ahead. That's how MMOs have always felt to me. <clears throat> like, you get to the point where you're a mid to high level and you just push the same button to do the same string of attacks yeah. over and over and over and over again. And it's not very different, but different enough from a game like God of War where you'll see, at least in God of War, where you'll have a specific enemy and you'll have a specific attack or a specific method to kill that enemy. I feel like in uh, World of Warcraft and most MMOs since World of Warcraft, that depending on the class you're playing, there's one string of numbers that you tap on your keyboard to... Well, to fill out every encounter. You mentioned Diablo three. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it, like you said, there's pleasure in seeing your numbers go up. Exactly. There's a yeah. personal satisfaction to it. And I don't know what it is, but they know what it is. And they, yeah, <laughs> like when that new weapon drops, you're like, oh, and you, just, you equip it right away and you start kicking ass. And that's why they it's they awesome. get outrageous with the numbers, especially in uh, like Diablo because you can play it over and over again to get to higher difficulty levels and the higher yeah. paragon levels mm -hmm. and your numbers just get exponentially higher and when you see a when you're the 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 first time that my the numbers my damage numbers went from like 800 900 something to saying 1k and then to 12k and then yeah. 100k and just seeing that k after it it's like, oh my god, this the numbers <laughs> are godly. so high. Yeah. And that actually, if you don't mind, brings me to the next game on my oh, on my list. Yeah. Clicker Heroes, those idle clicker games where the numbers you just click on something and you keep clicking until you can buy it to make it auto click itself, and then you keep clicking to add more numbers to it. And then you it, you've never heard of like clicker no. heroes or idle heroes I don't or know anything about that. I haven't either. Oh, cookie clicker. It's been a it's been a a fad in gaming, especially mobile now, but it was it started off with like cookie clicker and clicker heroes on Steam or not before Steam had it. It was just a huh. web game. But uh adventure capitalist and games like that were hmm. I'll, I'll I'll use adventure capitalist as an example. You buy a lemonade stand, you get a dollar. You spend money to buy a lemonade stand. You activate the lemonade stand, you get a dollar. You keep doing that over and over again to the point where you can buy a second one. Every time you tap, you get two dollars. Buy a third one. Every time you tap, you get three dollars. So on and so forth till you get to the point where it'll keep doing it itself. And then you buy the next thing in line, which is like a I, I don't know what it is, but it's some other little shop or something. Mm. And your money just keeps getting higher, and you buy the next thing, and then you buy the next thing, and it's just a a, a game where your numbers just go higher, and it has absolutely no point to it. Mm. It's it's a very uh, in, not in-depth or intricate system, but it is very, very highly addictive to see those numbers get higher. I feel like I know what kind of games you're talking about. I can't think of any examples right now. But You've probably seen ads for Adventure Capitalist on your phone. Probably. Because that's a big one that I've been getting ads for lately hmm. on my phone. But 
I do play. I did play Clicker Heroes for a while, and then I went back to Diablo. <laughs> I switched back and forth from Clicker Heroes to Diablo three and stuff. It's a stupid game that sells. The, they do have microtransactions. At least a lot of those games do. The second Clicker Heroes is not doing microtransactions. It's going to be a, a non free to play game. And that's the thing is that these games are typically free to play, and you can spend money to unlock stuff early or mm. or progress if you want to call it progression quicker but the, the the actual the cool thing that the devs of clicker heroes is doing with their second game they said they're going to just charge a flat fee for the game cuz they didn't realize how much money they were making accidentally taking advantage of people with gambling addictions oh yeah and when the whole EA controversy happened that was yeah. they were one of the companies that came out and said yeah, I can see the point to that, and <laughs> in our next game, we're not doing that. Mm. So that's pretty smart. Cool. Lesson yeah. learned. Yeah, it, it might have been a marketing ploy, but it's a damn good one. <laughs> <laughs> I almost pre-ordered the game right then, just because of the sentiment the devs were 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 giving with that statement. And you hate pre-ordering. I do. You're right. <laughs> that says a lot. I know. Pre-order culture is. A, I'm not going to talk about that this episode. <laughs> I do like pre-ordering on Amazon Prime because you can get twenty bucks or twenty bucks, twenty percent off, and same day, you know, same day delivery. You're not going and waiting in line somewhere, right? Yeah, but when you're buying digital, it doesn't matter as much. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's see, my next guilty pleasure game goes back to the original Xbox, and this is a guilty pleasure because it was almost unanimously considered bad. Now I'm interested, but I loved playing it. I never beat it, but I like just exploring. It was Superman Returns. Oh. It was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I expected. Okay. Uh, so, you know, semi-based on the movie, but it was not a good game. <laughs> but I couldn't think of any other game around that time where you could just fly around a city and shoot things with lasers coming out of your eyes. And so I enjoyed playing it just for the free roam aspect and, you know, flying around more than actually playing the story, which I don't think I did past a couple missions. Mm -hmm. But that was probably around the same time that Grand Theft Auto was starting to get really big, GTA 3. I think it was. Is that the movie came out, I think, in 2006 or 7? Okay. So I think the game was right around there, too. So GTA. When did GTA 3 come out? 2001. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. GTA is closer to GTA 4. Okay. But. So there were far superior open world games, just not yeah, with flying Not with mechanics. flying and yeah, shooting yeah. lasers. <laughs> Out and, of your eyes, you know, yeah. Freezing people with your cold breath. And <laughs> so, yeah, it was, and it was weird, too, because the, so it was Metropolis, right? But it, for some reason, it was an island surrounded by water and at the edge of the water was like is like you were in a giant uh like a caldera or caldera you're like inside a volcano think of crater lake okay like visualize crater lake hopefully you guys know what crater lake is that are listening but <laughs> so it was like metropolis is sitting in the middle of a lake inside of a big basin or whatever so it made no sense <laughs> but yeah like i said it's a terrible game but I loved playing it because you'd fly around and shoot people with lasers. That's funny. Not civilians, though, because you'd get in trouble. Just the bad guys. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably the the worst game, like quality wise, that I have liked and played. Gotcha. Nice. Uh, moving on, I guess. Uh, this is probably more well known than I give it credit for, but there's a little game back in 2010 that I played and loved the hell out of. It's universally deemed terrible, but the story in it is so amazing. Uh, it's Deadly Premonition for Xbox 360. That game's a PS3. cult hit, though. It's a cult classic, yeah, but the gameplay is so terrible. <laughs> but the story is such a... It's so good. <laughs> uh, it's basically like a Twin Peaks video game. Hmm. It borrows a lot of plot elements from it. Okay. And just playing the game, you're like, what the hell is this game supposed to be? Because <laughs> it's obviously like a Resident Evil 4 knockoff. It's got the same kind of shooting mechanics. Mm-hmm. But everything about it is just terrible, <laughs> <laughs> to put it bluntly. Um, it basically, you're walking through mud the whole time. When you aim, you can't move. When you shoot, your bullets are so freaking weak, it takes like a whole clip or two to kill an enemy. <laughs> Uh, the driving mechanics are some of the worst I've ever had in a game. Uh, everything about it is just absolutely horrible. And driving around the map is insanely hard because the map itself, you know, it's one of those maps that follows you. Oh. It doesn't stay true north all the time. Gotcha. So it's always like turning based on where you're looking. I hate it when games do that. And when you're driving in an open world game, you don't want that to happen. Right. Because <laughs> it just is like, where the hell am I going? <laughs> uh, but Deadly Premonition just has this awesome story, which if you've seen Twin Peaks, you know what I'm talking about. I've seen the first episode. I've not. I've seen the original because that game inspired me to watch the show. Huh. And... Uh, Man, it's it's just a crazy ride. I don't. I'm not going to spoil it because it's so good. <laughs> but uh, the show it has the some of the best yes. writing in a game since, uh, gosh, like any other open world game since then. I would feel, but uh, I put it as a guilty pleasure. I just don't give it enough credit for how insanely good the story is. But I don't recommend playing it. <laughs> I recommend watching it on YouTube. <laughs> Don't or, not play uh, it. Or reading the wiki synopsis, yeah, right? Yeah, the plot <laughs> summary. Maybe getting moderately intoxicated and playing it. Yeah. Like on Twitch That's a way to get through that hell, that for sure. That's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pretty crappy game from my past that I didn't even think about until like 15 minutes before hitting the record button. Um, living with my... My 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 dad and my stepmom and her kids, when I was littler, we had a PlayStation 1 at the time. And the only one game that I kept going back to and playing, I don't know if this is the name of it, but it was a bowling game based on the Animaniacs, <laughs> the Warner Brothers show, cartoon. And I don't know how I remember it, but... It, it was it was a solid bowling game. The bowling mechanics behind it were, you know, it was a bowling game. But the fact that it was themed based on the Animaniacs cartoon, I I don't. <laughs> maybe it wasn't even just the Animaniacs. Maybe it was the entire Warner Brothers like cartoon lines. I somehow remember like Binky and the Brain. I that could just be making that up. I'm probably just making that up. But 
Like, it was fun. Would you place it above or below Wii Bowling? Equal. Equal. Wii Bowling <laughs> was built, Wii Sports was built on the stupid motion controls. <laughs> the Animaniacs one is built on the license. I don't know which is worse. Hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. I enjoyed playing video games with my fingers and thumbs, not so much by waggling my arms to and fro and possibly throwing the the nunchuck through the TV which that, I know I had, had a little safety with Wii sports I'm not going to I'm not, not going to say that I didn't have fun okay another guilty pleasure of mine is Wii sports hell I'll add that too what about you Kyle uh not so much it, for me I was, was a fan of it it was golf the golf one I loved golfing on the Wii yeah that was fun that bowling was fun. was fun bowling was it was fun the first couple of times hmm. It, it gave me and my dad a game to play together, which we hadn't played games together. I was gonna say it was fun years. during the holidays. Yeah, getting With family, family together. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. I never had a Wii of my own, so it's not like when we had people over at my place to play Guitar Hero, we couldn't be like, "Hey, let's drunkenly play some <laughs> Wii Sports, yo." You had a Wii. I I still do have a Wii. Nice. I remember that <laughs> that Zelda. Or that the Robert's archery. Robert's trying so hard to contain his laughter right now. That Zelda archery about. game <laughs> with the Wiimote. The nunchuck and the Wiimote. I remember that. Uh, yes. That's I remember about, the game you're talking about. That's about the only other. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason I actually remembered that you had a Wii, Kyle's because I remember you trying to get me to play that game, and I did try it and didn't enjoy it. Right. Yeah. I'm getting the most bloodthirsty stare right now, I feel like. Oh. I, I'm thirsty in general. I'm water thirsty, though. <laughs> hey, you can have some of my water. No, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Do you have any more Guilty Pleasure games you want to talk about? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. It's a 360 game. It's actually... I can't remember the specific... Because it's a series. can't remember the specific title. But it's a Cabela's game. So it's a hunting game. It was either Cabela's oh, Big Game Hunter or Cabela's I think, Dangerous Hunts 2007 or something like that. Huh. But none of those games are very good. But I loved, like I said, whichever one I played, I remember loving. And I thought the mechanics were actually pretty sound. Let me ask you this. Do you use the controller or do you use like a, a I used a controller. accessory? I never had the accessories or anything. Oh, okay. I think that came out in a different... A later version. So whenever I go to an arcade and I see that yeah. game, I have to at least look at it. But then I, I get guilty if I want to play it. It is. A, I see why it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> well, see, in fun. the arcade, I love playing. Yeah, it's it's especially it's when you go to a play barcade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our local barcade actually has one of the hunting. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's Capella's game or if it's some other hunting game, but it's it's the, the same concept, mm -hmm. except it's got the the accessory rifle. Yeah, and you're not like those games are actually you guys. Haven't played them at all, right? I have Not on actually. the console. Okay. On well, the they're arcade. actually kind of open world. Like, you're actually walking around and hunting and stuff. It's not like the arcade games where you're just standing there shooting. Oh, okay. They're actually huh. like a hunting simulator. So you're actually walking around, you have a campsite, and you choose all your weapons, you're hunting different animals, and it's yeah, big open areas. And like I said, they, none of them were reviewed very well. <laughs> and they're pretty shoddy but they're the one i played was really fun like i spent a lot of time 
just hunting animals in it. And... It makes me think how I've always wanted to play like one of the farming simulator games. <laughs> I've always wanted <laughs> to play farming simulator. Curiosity. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I see that they're getting up to like 40 bucks when they come out. And it's like, yeah. oh, no, geez. I'm good. Yeah. See, I've been curious since then because, like I said, that was like 10 years ago now. And they keep coming out with new iterations. And I always want to it's one you know, of those, just pick one up to try it and see how they evolve, but I, I haven't. I think it's one of those games that ends up at a bargain bin at GameStop. Yeah. That's where, that's that where they get the sales of people coming in there saying, oh, I need a, a Christmas gift for my nephew. He likes video games. This one's only five bucks. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I need to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another one. Uh, for me, there's a game way back when on the original Xbox. It had huge potential, but the game just suffered a lot of mishaps when it was launched. Uh, Kevin might remember this one. It was called Advent Rising. Ooh. I do remember that one. I remember that. That game was awesome. Just for the fact, the gunplay, I mean, it was kind of ridiculous. Like how uh, the gameplay mechanics are kind of out there. Yeah. And the story was kind of out there, but I remember the voice acting being really good in that game. I remember you suggested I play it after one time we were talking about PsyOps yeah, and how much yeah. I loved that game. Oh, that's another and good one. So that's not a guilty pleasure game. That's just a fun game. It's a fun game. <laughs> that's just a fun it game. It wasn't necessarily deemed well, like It wasn't like critically acclaimed, but it, yeah. was, it was a fun game for what it was. And I didn't think Advent Rising lived. Is that what it was called? Advent Rising, yeah. yeah. I don't think that lived up to PsyOps. It did not. It was, it was uh, you know, pretty much deemed like uh, like average scores, like sevens, sixes, I think it was. Did you think of another one? I just Robert? thought of something that I was supposed to bring up with a previous game, but I forgot. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm right in the middle. You're right in the middle. Oh, of I'm here, fine. So. Go ahead. I was just going to say, going back to Superman, uh, <laughs> there, I wanted to bring up a rumor that Rocksteady is... Their next game is supposed to be a open world Superman game. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, and I would be really excited for that because their Arkham games are really good, and I think that Superman Returns game is probably the last Superman game that's been made, like solo game, not counting Injustice and all that. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I feel like with their pedigree, they could do a really good Superman game, and I'm excited for that if it's true. That's all I wanted to say. I heard about that, that the last Arkham game was a steaming pile of horse manure. Really? Yeah. Arkham Knight. Yeah. I mean, I heard maybe it's it was been, just when uh, it came out. When it first came out, the PC version was in particular. I remember that getting attacked a lot. Yeah, but yeah. I remember I, reading good reviews of it. I haven't played any of them since uh, Arkham Asylum. Arkham City was great. I'm sure it was. It was more mm-hmm. open world than. Like, that was the open world touch on the Arkham Asylum. Yes. The way of doing things. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing with my fingers, but you can't see it anyway. They can't see it, Kevin. <laughs> I, I feel like John Cena. <laughs> Which, actually, the WWE 2K series. hey there you that's, go. Nice segue. If there's anything that you two know about me that I love as a form of entertainment as much, if not more, than video games, it is... Sports entertainment slash professional wrestling. I had no idea. Oh, not none whatsoever. Learn yeah. something new every day. I never talk about it. I you like wrestling games? I know. Oh, see, that's the thing is I don't really like the games except when I'm really bored and I really want to. Okay, I'm gonna delve into this here for a second. <laughs> if I could be serious here for a moment, that was a early 2000s wrestling callback that nobody will get. 
but I like creating a character and then trying to create a storyline around that character, not using the stupid universe mode that they have implemented in the later uh, 2K games, but trying to create something that I think could actually be beneficial in today's WWE product, which is... So you're pretty much... uh play off as a fictional WWE scenario writer. Kind of a a booker writer person, but also as since I create the character, I'm also creating the talent. I'm trying to be like all aspects of it and fully dive into it. And I love (laughs) doing that until I realize that the mechanics aren't fully there. And it's like, oh, I'm just playing a game where it looks more real than the actual TV show. Hmm. But (laughs) those games with the amount of detail and what you can create. You can create the character, the clothings, the logos, the arenas, uh, the finishing maneuvers on a lot of those games. And this goes all the way back to uh, the N64 days that had some of the best wrestling games before there were before they were major productions. There were games like uh, WCW versus NWO World Tour. That was the game that got me into professional wrestling. Mm. And then it, I I don't get into any other of the like the what were the there were like it was the all women's wrestling game that just completely apparently sucked and the off Rumble Roses yes <laughs> that is it isn't that a Konami deep game? cut probably huh I feel like it was I don't that was know. like a more arcadey wrestling yeah, game. yeah yeah and then even the licensed WWE games that are more arcadey. Uh, all-stars wwe all-stars i think my only experience with wrestling was back on the nintendo 64 mm-hmm. i think it was uh wcw versus nwo the world tour the one that world i just tour. talked about the one that got me I, into wrestling yeah. yes yes uh, a lot of fond memories on that one that was a fun party game wrestlemania 2000 the video game was the game that just really got me into wrestling video games not into wrestling because at that point i was already into it but because that was when you could start making your own characters and start making your entrances, and I always had to put myself in with the the people that I thought were the the big top guys, <laughs> and it, it was just fun. It was fun to put myself into the into their shoes, and it's it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I I do like what the WWE games have to offer because they're the the only wrestling games that are widely accessible and available and still made annually. Have you ever thought of wrestling for real? Have you seen me? Occasionally. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was a dream of mine. Mm. And now I'm five foot nine, 185 pounds. I <laughs> don't think it would go over very well. <laughs> you start your own league. <laughs> well, hey, we got this podcast up and running. You never know. That's true. I could totally transform into a six <laughs> foot five, bulk up, bro. 285 pound. <laughs> person that likes we were talking about this for 10 years (laughs) were we actually though i was thinking about that oh probably not no i think it's been more like a year and a half yeah that's right yeah Mm. a year and a half 10 years (laughs) whatever no biggie yeah yeah anybody else have anything else that they want to talk about um well i'll just throw in one more since it wasn't one i was sure i was going to add but since you brought up wrestling it's kind of adjacent to wrestling uh dead or alive for on the 360. Oh, man. Uh, I have not played a fighting game since then, and I don't really know why I got that one then. I think it's just because I was lacking in 360 games. 
and the graphics look nice. So, <laughs> did they look bouncy? They were bouncy, yes. <laughs> uh, that's one of the guilty <laughs> pleasure aspects of it. Did you learn how to play one-handed? I already knew that. A true master. Uh, but no, Dead or Alive 4, I never played any of the previous entries in the series. But you learned how to play one-handed while playing Superman. Did you learn how to play one-handed playing wrestling games? Damn it, Kevin. A little Uh, bit before that. It was Animaniacs. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, the... uh, So it was guilty pleasure because, you know, it's... I wasn't really into fighting games. I was just playing it because, you know, they had, like, the little cut scenes you could unlock for each character, and some of them were pretty interesting. And, uh... Was it Tecmo, I think, that makes those games? I have no idea. Something like that. Japanese developer, but... Yeah, uh, I don't have much to say about it. I was just throwing it out there because you reminded me with your wrestling games. Gotcha. Like I said, I haven't played a fighting game since then. so Not a whole lot of uh, arcade-style fighting games that I can get into. Yeah. I remember liking a Tekken game on the PS2. When I played my cousin's PS2. Killer Instinct. The original Killer Instinct was fun. I remember that. And then, of course, everybody's played Mortal Kombat 3. Yep. No. Really? I never... I've played, like, maybe a round of a Mortal Kombat game. It's probably at an arcade or something. Okay. I've never... I like the movie. Is the that sequel, a, That would but... be a great guilty pleasure movie. The sequel, a, especially because I just watched it on Netflix a couple months ago. Rewatched it. the sequel, Annihilation, uh, the first one. Oh, okay. Well, the they're both one. horrible. They're, but the, <laughs> the second one is even worse than yeah, horrible. It is, but I would great theme song though. I still will go That's, back and watch do, 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 that movie do, do, just because do, 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 I love it. Yeah. I, I hate that I love it. It's a horrible movie, but it is a guilty pleasure movie. Yeah, we can could have just a put whole... the Mortal Kombat theme song in front of the podcast do, this do, week. If you want to get taken down for copyright infringement, yeah. Okay, well, that's why we use the royalty-free stuff. That's nice. smart. Yeah, yeah. Kevin's got this all thought out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mentioned before I don't particularly like racing games, mm. but I do enjoy arcade racers. And I remember back on the Nintendo 64, there was like San Francisco Rush. Oh, that was good. Cruising USA. USA. Mm-hmm. And then there's one in particular that stood out for some reason. It was Hot Wheels Racing. Really? Yeah. It was a really fun arcade racer. Huh. And you can, uh, like, while you're doing the jumps or whatever, you can actually move the analog stick and they'll spin in the air. (laughs) Okay, that is uh, cool. Man, that was a hell of a fun game. I mean, Hot Wheels, but, I mean, my experience prior to that was like Mario Kart or, uh, you know, uh, F-Zero. F-Zero is fun. I enjoy that. there's something about those games that were just kind of corny. And you didn't take seriously? Yeah. Oh, they were meant to be that way. Like, have you ever listened to any of the music from Cruise in USA? Oh, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It's awesome. I still remember the arcade units. They probably still exist in a Walmart somewhere. I think they <laughs> exist still. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen one recently. It's not San Francisco Rush. It's a spinoff of that. I think it's like Rush 2049 or something yeah, like that. That's, that's that's the a lot I was of thinking the, of. Yeah, that's at a lot of local arcades around here. Yeah, 2049 was a hell of a lot of fun, too. I don't think that one was that one specifically an arcade one. No, it's had, on N64. They had uh, San Francisco Rush and San Francisco Rush. Was it 2049? Yeah, because I remember that in the arcade. I don't. I don't. It was on, that one on Nintendo the 64. Okay, that's but uh, that's another it. one of mine. Like along with, 
you know, the Mario Karts and the Diddy Kong Racings. And Ooh, Diddy Kong Racing was fun. Crash Team Racing, I think. But uh, that's another guilty pleasure of mine. I'll always go back to those and have fun, mm. no matter how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> All this is reminding me that we need to go to our local barcade again soon. Yes. Yes. Get some fresh material. Indeed. Indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> you got to have another one, Kevin. Uh, okay. You have to. I never got into games like Terraria until Starbound came out. Mm. And the first four days it was out, I think I'd already put almost 70 hours into it in four days. It's like 60 hours or something like that. Mm. But in four days, that's a lot of video gaming. I've hardly touched it since. And they've patched the crap out of it. But every time I go back to it, I'm like, I don't think I, I feel dirty playing this game. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. If it's because I've never played Minecraft and I never played Terraria, but Starbound, just it, it being set in a in space and you can explore endless planets and build endless things on those planets. And my goal was always to build a moon base. I needed to go to a moon of any planet and build a base there. But then they added actual quests and a story to the game, and that's when I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Sandbox mode. Man, that was fun. Over and over and over again, I could just keep going to a planet, diving into the planet, getting everything, all the juicy goodness out of that planet, <laughs> and then starting to build a base. And then I go to the next planet do the same thing over and over and over again. And I feel really bad about it. That's my story. Interesting. Speaking of stories, uh, David Cage games, Quantic Dream games. I have not liked any of them. I think that's another guilty pleasure of mine. I know they're terrible, but when they came out, I mean, when they get first released, I, I just feel like I have to play it. I don't know why. I'm tempted to get Detroit Become Human. I really yeah, am. Yeah, me too. Because I, I remember first getting Heavy Rain. I'm like, oh, this looks amazing. I can't wait to play it. Of course, you know, the story wasn't there, really. And then uh, going back to Indigo Lost Prophecy, I would say that's a guilty pleasure right there. Uh, Indigo Prophecy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because of how out there the story is and the Simon Says yeah, prompts on the so screen. Yeah, so ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but it's so fun to play at the same time because you're just kind of like mashing all these buttons with this crazy action scene going on. <laughs> but I really enjoy playing those for some reason. Those, those games. are games I've always wanted to try. <clears throat> like I've always, when Heavy Rain came out or was it Beyond, Beyond Two, Souls? Two Souls? yeah. They always looked interesting. I always wanted to give them a shot, but just never got around to it. it they, they've all seemed like very <laughs> indie movies. And I'm saying movies intentionally because there's hardly any gameplay in there. I think that's what drew me into them. It's because I love movies, so the oh, idea man. of like playing, which is weird because the but Telltale games 60, don't really... Would you spend get... 60 bucks to watch a movie once? No, but that's why I wouldn't get them when they first come out. <laughs> Fair, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Detroit seems like it could be better. Just like I was saying last week when I beat the demo and I saw all the branching paths, my one qualm my major qualm with uh the quantic dream games of the past is that you have many different ways to get to one 
ending. And this one seems like it may be the opposite. Or not the opposite, but have many different ways of getting to many different endings. And it keeps track of your paths through those branches. Hmm. And you can always go back and see what the other options are and know what you need to do differently to be able to see the other outcomes. And that that appeals to me if it's a mm-hmm. good story, because that that game and that style of game is all about the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, I think Telltale games are also a guilty pleasure of mine, in that sense. Gotcha. I mean, I really love the stories in those games. I, I mean, they're not all wonderful, but I still enjoy them. I, you know, akin to watching an indie movie, or like you know a TV show. Gotcha. Like, uh, I know they're not as well received as much as they used to be. But uh, I still enjoy them. It's because they started doing too many of them all at the same time, yeah. and it was yeah, it was I overload. lost track of how many they were making. They started doing all the licensed ones. <clears throat> I guess they started off hitting it big with licensed ones like Walking mm-hmm. Dead, and uh, I think that was Wolf their first Among big Us. one, wasn't it? Walking it Dead was, was their yeah. their first huge one, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've always wanted to play Wolf Among Us. I never have. I could be in my backlog. Yeah, season two is coming uh, out soon. For yeah, that, I think. I never that was one of my game. the free games I got from Xbox Live. That was I a nev- good one. Never finished Game of Thrones. I, I that was think, good too. Think that one actually had six episodes in that season. It did. Yeah. And I think I beat five of them and never went back and beat mm-hmm. the last episode. And I did the same thing. Actually, my fiance and I were playing uh, uh, Tales from the Borderlands together. Mm-hmm. Like she was doing all the the female parts. I was doing all the the male parts. <laughs> yeah. And it was a lot of fun. But I I can't play that now because I let my subscription to PlayStation Plus. And and I haven't re-upped it yet, and I got it for free with PlayStation Plus. Been there. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, with that being said, yeah. I think uh, we've just about exhausted all of our options for this topic of discussion. Yeah. yeah. I th- that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I need like to play more bad games. Maybe we could Find do, some a whole, more guilty players. do a whole episode a year from now. On guilty pleasure games that we have discovered <laughs> since, since today. Yeah, <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> we'll, we'll forget about it. I'll forget about it by tonight. Well, if we have a following by then, someone will remind us. That I'm might sure. be true. The internet knows everything. They do. <laughs> Adam, remind us in a year. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening and staying with us for this. This was a very fun discussion. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to more content on our eventual YouTube channel. As of mm-hmm. this recording, we don't have anything up there, but it's because I'm lazy and I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, yeah. Adam, you want to check on that too? <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to be our made-up behind-the-scenes guy. Even though yeah. he's not made up to you, he'll be made up to us. That works. We, we call it kayfabe <laughs> I know professional he's wrestling business. I know he's real. I well, hope he you guys are you. having as much fun listening to us as we are recording and talking. Yeah, it's it it's fun. It's mm-hmm. getting a getting a way to get kind of a, a discussion going that I I would normally not talk to you guys about this kind of like guilty pleasure games. Oh yeah, I'm so ashamed. I go home and play Diablo three. <laughs> it's a conversation I would normally never have, and this is this is great for it. It's so. brought a lot of things to light. If you have any other suggestions for us, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at PushingButtonsP. That sounded a lot more dirty the way I said it. <laughs> Pushing buttons. P- p- I don't have a pop filter, so that probably sounded horrible on the microphone. But uh, go to the website, PushingButtonsPodcast.com, and it'll have links to everything there. Um, yeah, or if you're watching this on YouTube, 
fingers crossed to have this on YouTube at some point, uh, please hit the subscribe button and let us know what you think. Thank you guys for listening to us rambling now for about an hour. <laughs> Love you. Talk to you next time. As always, see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks again.